deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' God! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna get a VP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Too bad I'm with you. I can't wait to ship my pants. But I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is your host, Johnny Weather. Brad is with me tonight, as always, my brother Bradley Weather, and we're just two guys chilling out, sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair, talking about the problems going on in America, and just trying to write some prescriptions for us, everybody, to just get through their day. Brad, what do you got for us tonight? Well, the the hypocrisy of the left is uh, no brighter a beacon than in this guy here. No brighter a beacon. We're on the road to energy independence. By the year 2022, North America, North America will be energy independent. And by the early 2030s, the United States will be totally, completely energy independent. What? We're the world's largest producer of petroleum and national gas on the earth, including Saudi Arabia and Russia. The largest producer of it? I thought that was uh, Saudi Arabia. I thought we weren't producing gas here, oil and yeah, gas. Yeah, that was a, that was one thing. But he also said by 2022 that North America will be energy independent, and then by 2020 2030 will be energy independent. I'm like, what are you talking about, Joe? I'm, <laughs> Your policies are stopping North that, America Joe. America will be, and then America will be. I'm like, well, America is part of North America. <laughs> I'm, I don't okay, think Joe no. knows what America is. Talk about ruining, talk about ruining your own legacy, huh? You're predicting well, just, something, but your policies are stopping that prediction. <laughs> I don't know how people can sit back and literally just support this guy or respect him in any way. Like, listen to him. I realize he's an old man, but you should be upset about this. Everybody should be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This guy didn't know what he was doing 10 years ago. He was talking out of his rear. <laughs> I love asking you this. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10. 10. Um, 10 being you love this person. 1. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it out. Uh, Barack Obama. Um. Wow. You know, 1. <laughs> I'm surprised you actually gave a number. This I is, thought uh, about two. I did. Okay. All right. Well, but I haven't I, seen it. I think the these guys on this video, I think they agree with you. People thought Obama, Obama was amazing. He, he bombed the Middle East like nobody else. At one point, he was bombing seven countries, all of whom were in the I think the the category of the world's most desperately poor countries. How about. many? How many? Americans were aware of where their taxpaying dollars were going, yeah. and we gave this man a Nobel Peace Prize. That 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 makes me sad on a very deep level. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I laugh because, man, if people really did their homework on that guy, would they love him as much as they uh, as it appears that they do? I don't think so. But again, Democrats vote on emotion, and they look to connect with the person. They thought Barack Obama was a, the greatest orator and also the well, handsome fella and that's and, and a black man. And frankly, that's why he was voted in. It wasn't because of his skill sets. Nobody paid attention to what he actually did while he was in office. 
and no one's ever called it out since then. Truth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with you. It's 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 disparaging that people try to in the Democrat Party try to put Barack Obama up as their their George Washington or something. When in reality, the guy's a he's terrorist to our country. The amount of damage and destruction he did all over the world, the amount of money he gave terrorist organizations, you know, the amount of death he caused, uh, it's awful. Didn't he give money to Iran also? Lots of it on a crate. So between a him and Biden, how much money pallet. did they give to Iran? Well, I thought I thought Barack gave him four hundred million back to him. Oh, okay. Well, Biden outdid him, didn't he? At six billion. Oh, by so far, by far. Yeah, four hundred million. Four hundred million. Mil 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 Mary Mary million. Four hundred <laughs> million Mary. versus versus six Billy Bob billion. Six Billy Bob billions. I like your. I like the way you're enunciating those. That's uh, that's very good for the listeners. This podcast kind of allows us to say whatever we want, right? Sometimes yeah. you can't. I have to edit you guys, you and uh, the unicorn out. But um, edit that. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates is whining because conspiracy Not people are dying. Or because conspiracy theorists are going after him. ...of lives, uh, if you just kind of invert that and say, no, we're you know, trying to make money for vaccines and you know, not trying to, to save lives, uh, that's you know, a popular conspiracy theory. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? It's over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits... Uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. I'm sorry, else. the no, first you know, part of that video, wasn't he saying that you're off your rocker if you think that we're just doing it for the money? He did, and then he said it was 20-fold, Brad, 20-fold. Yeah. 20 so to 1. Up, yeah, he puts up 100 million, he makes 2 billion. And then he puts up 2 billion and he makes 40 billion. And he, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, don't you just take your medicine when when you are out there and you've said these things and people you call them conspiracy theorists but people that are calling you on it and saying that maybe the money means more to you don't you just take your medicine because you've already said things on both sides of the issue well god knows the truth is is if the media ever really did their job and some journalist actually had the huevos to actually ask this question, the cojones to ask this question, they would ask Bill Gates to explain what he meant at the TED meeting when Bill said, we, have to, we are working to eliminate the population, to downsize it, to eliminate it. So what was your point, Bill? Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and yet nobody, will, nobody in the media and the journalists would actually ask this guy the question. He always goes on meat sauce left wing stations so he can get teed up softballs and, and you know, all day long, uh, just like right wing idiots, you know, go on the right wing places, you know, and Mitch McConnell get a softball. So he's in, even if he freezes up for 45 seconds, the, the show must go on, you know, um, et cetera. You get where I'm going. I do. But how bad of a human being do you have to be to a do what you just said, try to get rid of people in this world, 
through mass vaccinations or whatever route he was going. And then B, make 20 times your money doing it. So not only are you killing people, but you're going to make billions of dollars doing it. How bad of a human being do you have to be? Let's go back to Bradley's phrase again. We need to be better human beings. (laughs) He's not doing it. Bill, you're not doing it. Oh, you know, honestly, I mean, if people were, you know, it, it's always it's it's always behooved me to try to understand how nobody's attempted assassination on so many of these people, these famous people who people like Bill Gates, frankly, who literally openly say they are trying to eliminate mankind or much of it, downsize mankind and doing it through vaccinations. These are Bill's words, not mine. Anybody who hasn't seen the TED convention, uh, you can watch it live yourself, or not live, but you can watch the replay yourself and listen to Bill's words exactly. It's what he says. Um, Brad and I have done it many times. We've studied it because we can't just cannot believe what Bill Gates has said. It's not a conspiracy. It's out there for you to watch. And I think you we know, even have copies of it. You know, if Bill Gates wants to kill people in this world, maybe he should go first. I I hear that there's a submarine that'll take you by the Titanic so you can see what went on down there. Well, they're getting a new one. But yeah, that's what I hear. (laughs) Um, You know, our listeners, if they say nothing about our show, they say that we're educational. Um, I am going to play a video, so I apologize for those that are listening um, this is a video on sign language. Um, this is a comedian who is starting to do very well. And this is the first time that he's had a, um, interpreter or someone who can sign and tell people at the concert, uh, what he's saying. So let's, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. Forgive me, I'm a little distracted. This is the first show I've ever done with an interpreter. This is fucking cool right now. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to learn shit. Retard. 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 Democrat. Democrat. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. Democrat. Democrat. Retard. Retard. Democrat. Dude, you gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? I quit. Mommy, good night. I left. That was classic. I didn't know that either, but they are very similar to each other. Uh, Sign language. It's another language I can speak now. I can do the same thing. Yeah, but you could just say those two things and it would be hilarious. Uh, Our government uh, pointing out, you've, you've pointed out that they say a lot, but they don't really do a lot. Uh, I think this is another instance of that, but you got to give her credit for calling out this OSHA employee. So what I want to know is if you believe that OSHA actually has the power to force 84 million Americans to do that. Well, the Supreme Court ruled on that matter. Yes. Thank God the Supreme Court ruled on that and stopped you from doing that. You're an unelected bureaucrat and you do not have the power to force 84 million people to take an experimental vaccine or show their papers. You tried to fire 84 million American workers, but do you believe the court was wrong? 
You know, the court made the final decision on on the matter. That's how our judicial system works. Mm-hmm. And uh, after it's, they it's made that decision, finality. after they made that decision, you actually said to Reuters, this is a quote, the ruling was unfortunate, but it's not stopping us from pressing employers to take adaptive measures to keep things in place. So what I want to know is if you believe that OSHA actually has the power to force 84 million Americans to do that. Bobby Dedock uh, on Instagram says um, that Douglas L. Parker, the assistant secretary of labor for OSHA, should be devoured by the patriots in this in this county. And that day is coming, is, he, is what he's saying. I didn't realize they were having such a big fight going on. I didn't what either. Was the, what was the fight for? Uh, the vaccination. They were so what? So what they're doing here is they are saying that OSHA. Did I play the part that uh, they're telling uh, businesses what to do? Did you hear that part? No, I don't think I did. Maybe I stopped it too soon. Let me play the rest here. After they made that decision, you actually said to Reuters, "This is a quote." The ruling was unfortunate, but it's not stopping us from pressing employers to take adaptive measures to keep things um, in place. So I get it. So what he's doing is because, well, what he's trying to do, he's trying to force the employers to force their employees to get the vaccination, even though um, the legislature may be saying, no, we don't need to do that. Well, the legend, the, the court already said, no, you can't do that. And yep. he was still trying to do it anyways, which would have forced some 84 million Americans out of work. And she was trying to explain, number one, you don't have the power to do that. And um, number two, the courts already ruled on it. And yet, even after the fact, they still tried to pressure corporations into making their people get vaccinated. I, I know even family members of mine, they were sent home the um, the testing kits to be tested once a week mm. if they weren't vaccinated. They had to either prove they were vaccinated or they got the testing kits sent home once a week for them. I mean, the measures that big corporations have gone to have violated people's civil rights all over this nation. But of course, like uh, Johnny always says, we're just a bunch of latte drinkers. Ain't nobody paying attention, baby. We're just drinking lattes here in America. Woo! <laughs> it pisses me off, man. I wish people would rise up in this nation. Yeah. That's why I support distressed nation brands. But uh, Douglas L. Parker, he is definitely not biased. He does not allow his politics to come to work, does he? Oh, sure. Not a chance. Not a chance. You know, I just got a distressed nation brand. I just bought another T-shirt of theirs. Uh, has some um, beautiful colors on there. Uh, and I was looking at some of the things that uh, they're going to be coming out with. Uh, amazing, amazing things. I, I think I'll be buying more of their stuff. Distressed Nation brands. I yeah. like that name. <laughs> uh, the title of this video is Government Coercion. No. What if, what if the government made a list of authors whose books it wanted banned? And also went to all of the publishing houses in America, the government did, and said, do not publish the books by any of these authors or we will punish you. Is that a problem in the First Amendment? 
My hope is that the government would not be involved in the decisions of a private company. Good. I would hope so, too. But apparently that is not the case in the United States of America today under this administration, because the hypotheticals I've just given you aren't hypotheticals at all. They've happened. And we know that they are happening. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals just ruled in a case, Missouri versus Biden. I'm sure you're all familiar with this. It's going to go down, I think, as a landmark case in the worst possible way in First Amendment law, because what the Court of Appeals found is that the White House, not just the federal government, but the White House actively coerced every major social media platform in America. Let me say that again. Every major social media platform in America to ban speech that the White House did not like. What are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about speech on the COVID-19 pandemic, speech on the 2022 congressional. This is a, a video like... from Senator Howley in Missouri. Yeah. That's you know, this is, this is, it feels like Nazi Germany. It feels like, you know, like if you're a trucker and the, the government wants to pass a law that stops you from being a trucker, you are going to protest and you're going to stand up and you're going to say, no, 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 no. But if they want to stop people um, who are trucking cigarettes or who are making cigarettes and you're against cigarettes, then you really don't care. It, we are so biased in this country that we don't stand up for the rights of people. We stand up for things that benefit us or things that could harm us. There's no, there's no caring about our fellow human beings. Again, going back to being better human beings, we don't care about other human beings. If someone wants to take away someone's rights, we don't stand up and say no. We just, oh, well, that's unfortunate. How do we change right. that? I don't know. I honestly do not know. That's been a huge complaint of mine. Again, I think if the media did their job correctly and portrayed the situations correctly, I think things would be a lot different. Ding, ever ding, since ding. The media, ever since the media has done their version of the media, which is to basically divide, conquer, um, and lie about basically everything out there, they don't, they don't give us the truth. And then when people find out later what the real truth is, that's when people start to get really upset. But again, then they move on with their day. The next big subject hits. And that big subject might not have anything to do with them. Because we are a one subject voting nation. We like to bury ourselves and entrench on one thing. That's what we vote on. That's who we're voting for. It's, you know, and because of that, we do the same thing with the media. The media puts us out there to get the big one that day. If it's something that pertains to us, great. We're going to be all in. If it doesn't, we forget about the last thing we were unhappy about. We start drinking our lattes. We go back to work. We move on. True. Very I true. Mean, you take a look at January 6th. Take a look at so many events. Take a look at the riots in your state, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Take yeah. a look at all the different events that have transpired. And nothing shocking. Right now, we've got we've got Palestinians in the street, you know, cheering the death of Israelis. Women and children have been taken and, and brutally raped and beaten and murdered. And yet 
They're pro they're cheering in the streets of America. Yeah, this you know, is what I, we live in. How do we I don't you know that's a subject that I'd like to talk about at some point in the future, trying to figure out that the Jewish people were given that land by basically 114 countries. But were they given land that was not theirs? I mean, because they claimed that it was theirs and they wanted to go back home. Um, my, my, I guess what I'm trying to understand is, is why does Hamas and Palestinians hate them so much? 114 countries after World War II, because so many millions of Jews were killed, gave them their own country so that they didn't have to ever live somewhere that they might be persecuted again. They gave them their own country. How does Hamas and Hezbollah, and again, I'm, this is my ignorance because I don't know enough about this topic, but how are they so upset about them getting that land? Brad, this gets back into the biblical context. This goes back even further. This land has been fought over for thousands of years. This is nothing new. Americans and the rest of the world seem to pretend like this is new, but there is history behind this. And it goes back biblical and stuff. We're talking about this land was promised to the Jews according to the good book, according to God, it was to the Jews. So you have a war that's been going on over this land and who's the rightful owner of it for thousands of years. We're not gonna be able to solve this. And that's why when I said before, when you take a man like Donald Trump, who worked out the peace accord, it blows you. The, the Abraham Accord is what it was called. Yes, for those Abraham Accord. Yep, yep. You, you have to respect what was done. It's unbelievable. It was unprecedented. And then right. you give the Nobel Peace Prize to someone like a Barack Obama who blows up and destroys seven nations of the <laughs> poorest nations in the world. Um, right. It's just, it's amazing to me. Yeah, and they call absolutely. Trump the criminal. I'm just, I'm really heartbroken over this whole thing. I just, to me, it's such a dirty political trick they're doing, and they're doing it to garner more money and push more money through the system so they can money launder more money for politicians. And that's all this is, is just a big money laundering scheme at the death of innocent people. So it makes me wonder, the Native Americans lived here before the uh, Europeans who might I add were persecuted in their countries and fled that country. A lot of them fled the country to come here so they wouldn't be persecuted. They took that sure. chance of going thousands of miles on a boat that could capsize um, across the ocean to the new land to have a better life and to share that land. And eventually something happened, whether it was the Europeans that caused it or whether it was the Native Americans who didn't like as many people coming here as, uh, as were coming here, they started to fight about it. And the Europeans, uh, the Europeans that came here, they, they won and um, they pushed those people to the side. So the question then becomes, if some people are in one place before the others, do they have an eternal right to that land? Well, that's a really difficult one. I mean, to some people, they might think so, but then there's always the conquer game. And their war has been fought for thousands and thousands of years over land and territory and uh, the rights to certain things like food crop and water uh, and, you know, minerals and things like that in the modern day. 
I don't think there's an inherent right. I think that if there's an invasion, people have to bind together, put aside all differences, bind together and stop the invasion if they want to remain the country that they are. So I, I don't know the answer. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. Some From a utopian society point for, from, if I was a utopian person, yes, I would like to believe that the inherent right is theirs. It's their land. You're coming there as a guest. You get what I'm saying? Like it's tough because, you know, if you're if you believe in the in the modern conquering of nations, then no, you totally don't believe in that. That that's you, you believe... hit the question uh, on the head. That's that's exactly the question that I was trying to figure out. Is is because we now this is the United States of America, obviously, right? Um, right. And and so. If someone else tries to come across our border illegally, oh wait, they are coming across our border illegally. Do we not have the right to stop them from doing that? Well, we do. I mean, mm. other than that, it's an invasion. Be- again, because the, the Native but, Americans tried to stop us from doing it, right? Well, you know, the question now herein lies, because now you're digging into a deeper one. And again, I'm just, I'm playing along here, but now the question lies, are these people coming here as an invasion? or the people coming here to embrace the culture and society that you have, embrace the freedom that you have, or the, the ideology of your government that you have. Right. Are, are they coming for a change or are they coming to change? Which one is it? Ooh, very profound. Are they coming to change or are they coming to change? Yeah. Wow. Which one That's is it? Very well put. Very well put. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, you know, we love the immigrants. We got millions of people that want to come to America and want to start their future for their generations of families, more power to them. Um, I, Johnny has always said, I I have a really tough time blaming the immigrants. I know people want to blame them, but I don't, I blame the American, the American system. There's got to be a better way to get people into this country. You and I have talked about it before. They're just, there's so many other options on the table to get people a pathway to citizenship so much faster and so much more efficient than the current administration and prior administrations, both Democrat and Republican. Along your lines, I think that's very profound of what you said. I think people, hopefully they take that to heart and they listen is, are you coming here to change your life or are you coming here to change someone else's life? And that is very, in my mind, very profound. Um, here is, uh, I think, a symptom of people that are coming here to change people's lives, not change their own life. People today do not want to become police officers like they used to pre-2020. Shockingly low number. How many, uh, I think you saw the number to begin with, we're supposed to have 1,300 police, and I don't expect you to know because you don't live up here, but um, I think you have a general sense, but we're supposed to have 1,300 police officers in Minneapolis. How many do we currently have as of this airing, which was September 21st? How many police officers do we have in Minneapolis? I was told, um, I had heard something, and I, now, now that you says 1,300, I don't think it's true, but it could be. I heard something like 154. And that would be staggering if that would be true. Uh, no. Uh, last I heard last year, we were down to 850. 
and oh, that that's was still low. that was be- eight hundred and fifty. We were below the number at the time that it was a, the very minimum was um, I think it was a thousand forty or something like that. But listen to the number of police officers that we have in Minneapolis. Police officers employed in Minneapolis. Right now, the number is 585 sworn officers. And I think the analysis from the Star Tribune is where I want to start, Brian. Only Portland has a lower officer to resident ratio by the end of 2022. They were at 1.3 officers per 1,000 residents Compared to Minneapolis at 1.4, the national average is 2.4. Well, first 1.4 of all, 1.4 yeah. officers to 1,000. That's crazy. That is crazy. Let's listen to what the uh, Minneapolis um, I think 2.4 for 1,000 is crazy. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, five is still 200 people per officer. Amazing, absolutely amazing. But let's listen to what he has said. The the police, Minneapolis police officer uh, chief. Let's see what he has to say. Yes, the very very low numbers of sworn police officers that we have is just not sustainable. So your predecessor, before George Floyd, when we were closer to nine hundred, uh, Chief Arredondo yeah. talked about you know over years, not right away, yeah. but over years. We need to add hundreds more. The number he talked about was 400 more. So that was 1,200, 1,300 officers to have the right ratio to feel like that uh, his department was capable of doing everything they needed to do. I mean, I think Chief Arredondo was right. Uh, You know, 900 is not uh, a fat department for a city of this size. They're saying that 1,200, 1,300 would be enough. And that is not even at the 2.4 number either. No. So, Mm-mm. you know, this whole movement of, you know, get rid of the police, defund the police, blah, blah, blah. All that's coming to roost here. If some, if you are demonizing a, uh, a group of people, other people see that they're not going to want to be a part of that. What makes you think that that's a positive thing? And here, Mayor Bowser uh, in D.C., she's saying something very similar because she's seeing rising crime and 200 plus homicides in D.C. We need more officers. We don't have the officers that we need. And sadly, we've lost three to four hundred officers in the last four years. Um, we haven't had officers in our schools and we have policies that make it difficult to create uh. recruit new officers. Democrats. Again, I mean, um, um, come on, America. Listen to the lady. Listen to the prescription. It's very simple. Stop voting D. Like, seriously, it's not intelligent. It's not voting with your heart. And I mean this part. Even Democrats are parents. And sometimes you got to make tough decisions when it comes to your kids. And you got to make them not happy, even though it's the right thing to do for the betterment of your life and their life. And when it comes to being a voting a D versus an R, right now you got to vote the R because it's for the betterment of your life and their life. I mean, come on. You guys don't want even want police and now you're begging for cops. Because why? Because you're dying. Black on black crime. You know, black on black crime accounts for 97% of the homicides against blacks. And yet 
one police shooting and you hear about it all over the world. But 97% of black on black crime is counts for black homicide deaths. Well, Johnny That's Weather. Awful. Johnny Weather and the Media Research Center uh, are saying the same thing. They're saying, did you really expect tons of wannabe police officers after making the shirts and bumper stickers that say defund the police? Police are, policemen are bad. All policemen do are kill. Did you really think that you're going to have people lining up? And now, honestly, did you not have the foresight to think through this issue? If you do defund the police and you've got 200 plus homicides, those are, there's victims there. There's families of victims. They're going to want justice because this country was built right. on the rule of law, and they're going to want that person to pay for having taken their family member's life. And the real risk you have is if you don't have enough police force, you're going to get vigilantes that'll take care of it, and they may take care of more than you want them to. Did you think through the process? Or, as my brother Johnny said, did you just vote with your heart? Yeah, don't. Don't vote with your heart. It's unfortunate. You know what we're saying, B? It's unfortunate. People die all the time. The crime numbers are through the ceiling. The deaths going on over in Israel and in Palestine and in the Gaza. The deaths going on in Ukraine. The deaths going on in Russia. The deaths going on across the border. The deaths going on in the American cities right now with all the fentanyl use, all the zonk addicts who are dying and keeling over. Everything is death, death, death around us. It's because you look who's the leader of the free world. Come on, Dems, wake up. We're asking you nicely. Take a red <laughs> pill. Vote for Trump. Let's clean this stuff up. Let's get cops back in power. Let's take back our cities. Let's get the drugs off the street, get these people some treatment and get them done. The alternative well, you know is awful. We're just stacking up body bags. And I would tell you that uh, Congressman Bose did not ask nicely. Not the American oh. way. These damn bills that come out here all the damn time. Come out here in the last second. And I got to try to figure out how to vote for my people. How ashamed of are you? Should be. You Whoa. should be ashamed of yourselves. Me I'm too. sick of it. Every year. We give power to one person. It was not made that way in the Constitution. He was around when it was written. Now we give it, we pass rules that stop each one of us. Enough! I feel like somebody trying to be released from Egypt. Let my Whoa. people go! My God, they sent me here to vote for them! They sent me here to vote, vote for them, to argue for them! But I'm trapped. I'm trapped by rules that have been forced down our throats. Folks, we live in a democracy, but not here, but not here. So you go back and you tell your people, I'd like to do that, but the speaker has so much power, so much control, and each one of us do it in their districts and have to go back and say that. And you can say on your side of the aisle, oh, no, no, that's not the case. Yes, you do. All of us know you got to deal with it.
<laughs> he throws the microphone. <laughs> wow. He's angry. Wow. Is that what it comes to? Well, I mean, I get his passion, but what did it get him? I mean, I love the grandstanding. Might get you a reelection. Good job. But what else did it get you? Nothing. Well, it might get you on a uh, Distressed Nation t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it might. I mean, I loved his enthusiasm and his passion. He's that Republican out of uh, Illinois, I think, right? Yeah. Um, yep, you're yeah, right. Republican out of Illinois. I was thinking of something with him. I forgot what it was, but he, he went off. I mean, and he said it as it is that, you know, they didn't intend on them having that much power. And he's right. So, I mean, I like him, but that's the first time we hear your name. And that was on what, a Instagram, TikTok or something? I don't know what you get. I don't do it. Johnny doesn't do social media. Johnny doesn't like social media. Stuff Why is not? stupid because it's what? dumb. You want to communicate with people. You pick up the phone. You go over and visit with them. Else, at worst case, send a text. Johnny even writes letters. I mean, try that out. And Johnny's not that old. Johnny said straight up that, you know, if you want to be a friend to somebody, I think one of the big things you can do is send a letter because a letter shows that you literally took the time to actually fill out an envelope, put a stamp on it, write something on a piece of paper or a postcard or whatever, and then look up their address because everybody knows you don't know the damn address. Look up their address, get it all right, unless you had to redo it because you screwed something up didn't want to look like a fool. And then you send it to your friend. I want you everybody to think out there every time you get a card or a letter from a friend, I want you to think about all the work and effort that they went in to make that letter for you. That's a friend. That is a friend. Sometimes, sometimes if it's your attorney, it's not a friend. <laughs> sometimes you are less than a friend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Trying well, your best. I think. Is I think it? We're close to the end. I, is I that really it? I feel like we're there. Oh, I do. It was so much fun. We're way over, man. We're way over. Oh, we should have called well, this. Everybody, we called yeah, this I'm going to close it. You, you guys it. have a great night. Yeah, everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening. Uh, we love our audience. Out there, viva la France. Fight for power. You know, distress nation brands. Up in the air. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a couple of girls and it's going real sweet. Kids in a separate lane, catching little air on the cross tracks, slipping off some from a paper sack. You hang your shirt on that maple lamp, slipping through the moon to the river bend. Wasn't very long, I was jumping in, jumping in. I guess I'm still doing now what I was doing then, chasing you like a shot of whiskey, burning, going down, burning.